You're listening to The Daily American. Now here's your host, Dan the Man. We are back with The Daily American, per usual. I always have gratitude for the listeners around the world. It's not just in the United States, but worldwide. People actually pay attention. They listen um, to these unique stories. Anyhow, welcome back, Mr. Dom Jafrida. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be back again. Dom, you're walking us through, you know, your childhood, your Kush childhood, Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon <laughs> childhood. So silver. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter. You know, as long as uh, you're a real one sitting across from me, I appreciate it big time. Kick us off after college. What happened? You got your marine biology degree. Yep. I got my marine biology degree. Uh, I was uh, managing a restaurant. I helped open up a very fancy restaurant and um, I was making good money there. I, I couldn't, like I said, it's, it's in marine biology. They don't have the top paying careers out there. I think the starting salary in my field was 24000 a year. Um, which was a little bit scary to me, especially with my college debt right around the corner waiting for me to pay it back. So I was running a restaurant and uh, making my annual salary through that. Um, and it was paying off pretty well, but I, I wasn't really fulfilled in... I love people and I love food. I mean, who doesn't love food? But um, Everybody loves food, dude. What was the restaurant called? It was called uh, Imperatore. Ristorante Imperatore. It's located... Uh, in Bluebell, Pennsylvania, if anyone wants to go there, um, top-notch food. Uh, and mad love for the owner. I'm still friends with him today. Um, but yeah, I was managing a restaurant. And I met some guys, and they were drinking out of a gold tequila bottle. Stand by for a second. Isn't that right in Bluebell? Right in Bluebell. Wow. I'm going to check that restaurant out this weekend, actually, now that you mentioned it. But go ahead. Sorry about that. Yeah. I mean, we should go, t- we should go tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I was working in there. Some guys came in, they had this gold bottle of tequila and a gold shot glass and they were driving Maseratis. And it was just so funny. Cause I just, you know, they looked like money. They're sitting at the table, having a good time. And, and they said, Hey, we really like you. You want to come with us? And I said, I'll go wherever the Maseratis are. <laughs> and so I went with them and I found out I, they, they brought me into finance and I, I worked in finance. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't tell me that's why you're sitting here with me, dude. Because I, you know, although I have Maserati, I'm not, I'm not out here loaded, dude. Oh well, listen, I Yo, honestly... listen, listen, listen. <laughs> let me, let me clarify. I'm not loaded at all, but eventually, you know, the money, the money's gonna come. The money goes. I don't. The Maseratis come, they go. The Lambos come. The Ferraris, whatever, they'll come. They'll go. In my life, they never came. Well, in your life, well, you grew up with, I mean, you grew up with it. I mean, you had a a swimming pool, an in-ground swimming pool growing up. They did not come with Maseratis. That's for sure. Well, bro, an in-ground swimming pool, I mean, is a lot better than, you know, like you were talking about in the previous episode, like your father was a doctor and I always wanted to be like him. Well, my father was a pizza delivery guy and I was 
trying to be like him growing up when I was like 16, 17. Let me deliver pizza. He makes good money. He can support, you know, surprising an apartment. Yeah, you can make a little you can make a little bit of cash doing pizza delivery. But the bottom line is, bro. Then I'm like, oh, let me get this this good. You know, I'm a salesman now. I make good money. I drive a Maserati, as you know. That's probably why you brought this up to get this out of me. But anyhow, uh, no, Maserati, that's, a, that's a coincidence. Yeah, the Maserati, the Maserati has nothing to do with anything because the bottom line is, I'd rather have my father's wisdom, where you can't nothing on this earth. You're not taking shit with you. Yep. Grab your Ferrari. Grab your Lambos. Grab your thirteen. Um, bedroom houses in the fucking hills out in Cali. Grab it all. Yeah, you're not going anywhere with it. That's for that's for damn sure. Can't take it with you when you go. No, you come into this world with nothing. You leave with nothing. And and that's so that kind of brings everything full circle. So you know, actually, I it just is coincidence that you happen to drive one. You have a beautiful car, by the way. Uh, It's a nice vehicle. It's it's fast. I like driving fast sometimes. But it's at the end of the day, it was a stupid impulse by. Uh... <laughs> well, it was a stupid impulse move for myself. I went with them and I, I, I got into the finance game. And then in the finance game, I learned basically how the entire system surrounding us in the United States is set up and rigged to benefit people who can understand the financial language and laws. And they call it financial literacy. Um, and. of Americans are financially illiterate. I am certainly financially, I can't even pronounce these two words together. Financially illiterate. illiterate. You can do it. Right. It sounds good when you say it. (laughs) (laughs) So I learned from them and in a meeting, so coming full circle here, I went to school for marine biology. Um, learning about the planet and, of course, climate change and environmental. And I'm in a finance meeting, and they're telling us how much money we can make off the amount of people in my generation that are going to die and when they're going to die. Like, they've calculated when my generation is supposed to die. And, by the way, we're not supposed to outlive our parents. And by that, I mean in longevity. We won't live to be as old. So the life expectancy is going down. So I was in this meeting. There's 250 people in wait, live. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Before you continue, are, are, are those facts you're speaking right now about the life expectancy? Because I had no idea. I thought oh, yeah. With all this technology and these robots and all this bullshit out there. The robots yeah, we, will live longer. Yeah. But I'm talking about like, uh, you know, with, with our, I don't know what the fuck it's called, our medical advances. Are we supposed to live longer or no? Where our life expectancy is actually dropping. So it's 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 kind of a, a dual prong. So we have all this incredible medical technology going up, but our, our environmental health and our environmental wellness is so bad, it's killing us faster than the medical technology can improve upon itself. So cancer rates are up through the roof. Uh, there's, you know, Roundup in about every single thing you can imagine. There's plastic. People, this is crazy. People eat about a credit card's worth of plastic every week in their food and water. They consume about a credit card's worth of plastic. And that's also a fact. Um, Really scary stuff. So I quit finance that day when I found that out. And I realized that, like you said, this shit. Yeah, it's not about what car you drive. It's about your purpose, your mission, your passion, and, and, and what you leave behind. And I got into renewable energy I, I I found this guy that ran a nonprofit. I used to watch him on Discovery Channel when I was a kid. 
And I called him over and over again until he answered his phone. And I said, I'm coming to work for you. I really didn't give him an option. And I started working for the for him. And uh, he taught me a lot about renewable What's energy. What's his name? His name's Mike Strisky. Mike Strisky. Now, we had a little bit of a falling out. Um, and I work independently now. But he did teach me a lot. And now I'm working with a company out of California called Tetra Energy. And we are basically designing a way to create a sustainable future for America so that we can help start cleaning up the environment and creating profitability profitability out of doing so. And we are, we're using these profits to build housing for the homeless and also just rebuild housing across the U.S. with sustainable materials because a lot of the materials that we use, like we had lead in our paint before, we've got lead in our pipes. Um, a lot of the materials that we use today aren't sustainable. I'm, I'm just using that terminology. They're not good materials that are viable in the long run for a society to utilize and run off. They don't uh, recycle well. They don't uh, get cultivating them. It's, it creates a lot of pollution. So we work, uh, it's called Tetra Energy with two T's in the middle. And, and we work on changing all of that in the US. So that's, that's what we're up to now. And it's, it goes pretty deep when you start talking about all this stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't really I don't really understand, uh, you know, climate change or global warming or any of that um, personally. Now, I will say I were I was I have been watching 60 Minutes lately, ABC 60 Minutes, and they're saying Lake Mead there's another lake that's fucking drying up big time. And, you yeah, know, they're at like 27 percent. So all these people aren't going to get their water and this, that, and the third. I don't know how much I believe it, though, because you can't really trust. You can't trust what what these major news stations are telling you. So talk to me about Mr. Mike. What's his name? Stritsky? Stritsky? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. so he, uh, he he ran a nonprofit. What's his company called? It was called the Hydrogen House Project. It's a non. It was a nonprofit that I helped him run. He also- Yo, people like the I, – I love people. I mean, people – I was, I'm about to turn the Daily American into a fucking nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's, it's, they always say, oh, there's no profit associated. But, you know, I've seen some really lucrative nonprofits out there too. So it's not, you get to help people and also you can make a living while you're doing it. So it's not a, it's not a bad thing. So actually, I feel like every business in the U.S. should be kind of running in that fashion where they, they're supporting their community. Uh, just as much as them, themselves, you know, not just themselves. Yeah, I wouldn't do that though necessarily because <laughs> I, I make a good living uh, with my full time position. It's six forty p.m. on a Friday night, and this is what I like to do in my free time: is hang out and share people's stories. And you know, shout out Mister. Actually, he drives a Tesla, Mister Andy Boss, and I want to shout out him. He's actually, I think he's one of the listeners on this of this podcast. He may may have fell off. Who knows, man? Some people come, some people go. But bottom line is he drives a Tesla and he believes in it. And he's like a hardcore conservative. Are you a conservative, Mr. Jafrida? So I am. And I heard you say Tesla. I just want to clear some air up and give some people a little bit of knowledge on this. Here we go. Yo, here here he goes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, Teslas are great if you're going to charge your car off of solar every day. But. If you get a Tesla, um, first of all, there's not enough lithium on the planet to even produce enough batteries to run 1% of the cars on the roads today on batteries. 
Um, but if you do get a Tesla, right, you'd have to drive your Tesla for about seven years before you even break even with the amount of carbon and resources that were uh, destroyed and polluted to actually make the vehicle. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're saying that the Tesla, the electric vehicle, is not environmental friendly. Right. And actually, harvesting lithium is it creates three times the amount of natural gas. Yeah, I didn't know any of this shit before. I just called it. I mean, Andy Bolt, that guy. Like I, we look love up you, to Andy. Him. Yeah, I look Shout up out. to him. I look up to him as like a human being because he's a super solid person. He treats his employees well. His father is awesome. He comes from a great father. His wife is the fucking shit. Um, they have a great family, and you know they're just. They're they're just American. It's just your American family. Now, you better be spitting facts. So you're gonna out I'm here. You're facts. gonna be out here making me look like a huge dummy. So you're saying, go ahead, go back. This, to it. Yeah, this is like um, it's just a the real deal. You know, you drive a driving a Tesla is not the most environmentally friendly thing that you could be doing. Uh, there is another vehicle out there. It's called a, a Toyota Mirai. And get this. When you drive, hold it, on, get this. You got stock in it. Oh, no, no. I wish I had. St- I wish I. I wish. Listen, <laughs> I'm in the nonprofit game. Okay, I, no, I, I just I don't have stock you. anyway. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but when you drive the vehicle, it actually makes water that's cleaner than what comes out of your tap, and that's the only exhaust that the vehicle makes, and it runs on hydrogen. Um, hydrogen is part of water. H2O two hydrogens on every water molecule. So basically what the car does and, and the, the whole concept behind its environmental sustainability is that you take dirty water. The water that we have today is filthy. And I, I'm just dropping bombs on you guys right now. In 2018, 4.8. Every, everybody knows the water is filthy. Not everybody yeah. knows. What's the name of the vehicle? A Toyota Mirai. There you go. Boom. Hyzon, Nikola. Uh, companies that are invested in hydrogen technology, as well as Hyperion, Lavo. Um, if you're buying stocks, those are some companies out there you can check out. Um, but anyway, yeah, the cards. So you take any source of water and you split it. Here he goes, dude. Yo, are you a freaking Ruski? Are you a Russian? No, unless, and, you know, Come I did. On. I did a little bit of consulting over there to try to help them. They have uh, methane coming up from their their frozen tundra out there. And it's going to kill a lot of people if they don't get it under control. Um, and methane gas has a lot of hydrogens on it. So we we're trying to help them get the hydrogen off the methane and then utilize the hydrogen to make water again. All of a sudden, a marine biologist degree turns into a nuclear physicist. <laughs> it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird interconnected way that I got into this. And, you know, um, I blame it on finance, really. You know, they were the ones that sent me down this path. And um, if you start following the money, you'll start seeing where the problems and the, the issues exactly. arise. You're right, you're right on the money with that. Literally, pardon the pun. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can you can invest into things like this. A Toyota Mirai is just you know leaps and bounds ahead of what a Tesla can do for you. Um, its efficiency is better. It, it it just it's all around just a better vehicle for you uh, and for the environment in general. The materials are all recyclable. They're easily done so. Um, and um, nothing that when you mine it, it creates a ton of greenhouse gases. When you, I said earlier, when you mine lithium, it creates three times the amount of greenhouse gases than it would just to be mining for um, other resources or, or just mining for or digging for oil, so to speak. So definitely check out 
hydrogen te- technology and Toyota Marais, but also um, what we're doing with Tetra right now is we're helping big energy producers switch their energy consumption to a sustainable technology. Uh, there's a couple of other ones. There's, you know, everybody knows solar and wind power and hydroelectric. And uh, we work with a lot of new technologies, stuff that I, I, I can't even tell, explain some of the things. Yeah, well, um, dude, everything you're explaining is like a foreign language to myself. <laughs> Anyhow, this is a good place to take we'll a cut break. it. Yeah, we're going to cut it right here. Dom, Mr. Dom Jafrida, thank you for coming on Daily American. Thank you for having maybe, me. Maybe, maybe not. I'll see you next week. We'll see what happens. Well, I'd love to be back. I appreciate it big time, my man. And thank you for having me, guys. Pleasure. Thank you for listening. Of course. Actually, we'll go ahead and say the Daily American always welcomes you back, Dom. Shout out to all your fans. Thank you, guys.